Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, and you're listening to the Comic Com. Man, this is where you get all your comics info, and take that from a comics guy, a comic book man. Yo, everybody, welcome back to the Comic Com podcast, episode 49, first episode in December. We're recording Wednesday the sixth, and you're listening to this December eighth at the earliest, which also will be my birthday if you're listening to that at, on the eighth. But um, yeah. It's just the the OG crew, myself and Nemesis Prime here, ready to talk some comics and uh, get into it. What's up, dude? What's going on over there? So isn't the 8th or is it today that we're recording the final episode of Squid Games? The challenge comes out. Oh, that's tonight, dude. So that's tonight. So I got Justin. It's funny because Justin's not Justin's never even watched the original Squid Game, which is pretty awesome, dude. Like you really should watch it. Now I'll go back and watch it. It's good. And then... uh, so the Squid Game reality competition came out and I saw it on Netflix, you know, and, and I remember being like, Ugh, I bet this is super cheesy because I had watched um, some other reality show that was like the Harry Potter. It was like Hogwarts, like competition or some garbage like that. It was unwatchable. <laughs> like it was so horrendous. So this came out on Netflix and I was like, what is this? Like initially I was like, this is not probably going to be good because if no one's dying and no one's actually getting murdered yeah. and I don't really want to watch this, <laughs> but I did. I watched it and surprisingly loved it like yes or no dude like they give it like a sense of gravitas like in the in the show like it's taken very seriously yeah yeah everyone all the characters or all the players you know they they all have a reason to be there and they're all you know some people are all for certain things like groups it's the same thing like any kind of reality survival or Yeah. yeah reality show um but i gotta say like it was between you and me, you and me. I, <laughs> I take you to the end and then I take you out. Oh, I would imagine. I mean, I would do the same thing. We go final two and then it's you duke it out, dude. That's just all yeah. there is to it. So, but speaking think, of that, I also think we should do yeah. a, a comic book community squid, squid game? games. <laughs> Ooh, we, have to, we should do it at a con. We should do it. Hmm. We have an announcement mm. coming out. Maybe we can maybe we can piece that together somehow. <laughs> but well, the thing I like about the show is like, well, one, when someone gets out, so they have like, they have this capsule like on a necklace yes. like attached to them and it's basically like ink squid ink maybe i don't know and when they get out when they fail in the challenge it like pops it's almost like someone getting shot with a paintball is what it looks like and it's just is that what ha- that's what happens in the in the real game right well, like they, they get killed they just get shot yeah yeah they get shot and get killed yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I love in this game though like when people get out like they must have told them obviously going in like when you get out like flop over and act like you're dead you see the people do that like oh they lay on the ground they close their eyes like they've been killed mm-hmm. um the other wild thing about the show is it is the highest prize of any reality show ever it's like 4.56 million dollars yeah that's wild um so anyway the the last episode comes out tonight at seven o'clock my time mountain time i think is what i saw Good. At least now that since this will be done and all over recording, I'll have uh, time to watch it tonight. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, dude. <laughs> I'm never excited to watch anything on TV like regular TV. Yeah. Um, in a very long time, you know. So this is actually perfect. To... Yeah. So Squid Game reality competition, get into it because <laughs> if you don't, we're gonna take you out in the Squid Game live. So. Holy cow! Anyway, let's get into the comic community. We got some questions, I know, over from our Comic-Con podcast Instagram. Um, If you aren't following it and you're listening to the podcast, you should follow the Instagram. If you have Instagram, follow the account because we occasionally, every week, put up questions and you can ask us questions and topics and stuff we want to talk about. So 
Justin, we got a couple this week, right? Uh, yeah. So let's start off with, uh, obviously there's a big, big week of trailer drops for mm-hmm. a ton of things. And, uh, this one's actually a DC question. So this one's coming from our boy, Mike, the beast Benson. He goes with the three part crisis on infinite earths and anim and Watchmen animated installments coming from DC. Do you think it's crazy to think that we could see an animated adaption of doomsday clock? Mm. Um, that'd be cool. Get into the button as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely excited for the Crisis on Infinite Earths because I saw the trailer yeah. earlier this week and, and you know they bring in all the different characters from from DC and you know it, it's going to be very exciting to see like a three part series because really we haven't had anything other than I think it was like Superman Doomsday and then Reign of the Superman was the only thing really like a two part movie where oh and and Long Halloween was also a two parter mm-hmm. for Batman but like having three parts for Justice League obviously this is a huge event across the multiverse you see multiple supermen in there you see old and newer characters justice society more modern characters there's heroes there's villains it's just like secret wars do i think doomsday clock is a good idea probably not i'm sure there's better right it's too yeah too new and yeah it's not as i don't think it's like critically acclaimed as much as crisis on infinite earth and watchmen is yeah yeah and it also doesn't have like long-lasting implications necessarily like it looked like they were going there and yeah there was the kind of the merger of the universe really right like mm-hmm. what was it in rebirth you saw uh dr. Oh, manhattan dr manhattan and stuff like that and you know and he rewrote it and that was kind of like what you know changed everything and made like revamped the dc universe and, and that was kind of cool but i don't think it's necessary to do that but you know if Mike enjoys it, I enjoy Mike. So let's do it. So DC, if you're listening for Mike the Beast Benson, Benson, yeah, you better do it. All right, let's keep on moving with some questions. Uh, our buddy uh, Black Crown Comics, he goes. So we saw the Epic Nation slash Bolo, aka Jack Mystery Box shenanigans, and I'd love to know what you guys one think about that situation, and two think about the mystery bundles in general. Um, let's hear. So- all right, so yeah, you're so you don't really know too much about this. Yeah. So Jack had a whatnot sale. Um, I think it was over the holiday weekend of Thanksgiving. You know, he had a bunch of stuff, auctions and a ton of stuff in the buy it now. And he had, th- I think it was like two or three of these. So it really wasn't a mystery box, but he had three in the buy it now items. It was a hundred variants, retailers and exclusives for three hundred dollars. So basically, you're paying three dollars a book. That's uh-huh. basically what it comes down to. So. If you listed everything at $10, you'd make a very nice profit. Um, and of course, the first person that bought it was Epic Nation. So, of course, because he needs product, I guess. You know, I guess it's real. I don't know if the other two sold or whatever, but, uh-huh. you know, it's always funny that, of course, what happens is there's shit going on in the community. It's the person who's been, you know, in the forefront of all this, all the issues right now, and him to go in the jack stream and buy this. Right. It's just like, Ooh, that kind of looks bad. <laughs> yeah. What books were in the mystery box? Did you see like how so many you, of so them were the ninja thing. funk? Oh yeah. So uh, again, you don't know one, you don't know. There was no picture. It was just, you were going to get X amount of books, but I'm sure as shit Ooh. that you can assume that there is a lot of what not publishing and a lot of just battle damage. Or at least if you don't see the books, so you're saying you have no idea what's in it. You have no idea it? what you're getting. It just said a so, hundred exclusive could also variants. be a way to ship some good books to Epic under the impression that it's they're just minor books so that it doesn't show whatnots, you know, 
co-conspirating or affiliation with Epic, like above board, which honestly is just a really bad look across the board. Anyone yeah. dealing with Epic Nation. So, yeah. And um, I know Thorough kind of talked about it recently over the over the last weekend. He was live and he kind of chatted about it. And, and it is it, it's just it's an unfortunate thing. It's just like if I was me, if I was like in Jack's shoes and he came in knowing what's going on, I'd be just like, oh, shit. I just bought one of these goddamn things. And now, you know, like it's going to be talked about. Like yeah. That's how I would feel if yeah. I was in Jack's shoes. I, you know, obviously I, I I wouldn't cancel it. You can't cancel the item, but. You, know. you could block them. You could yeah, block of them course. In your room. Yeah. Just so. boot them, right? Like, you, isn't there like a temporary block? Like, hey, I'm booting you from the show. You're not blocked from my channel or my page. Isn't there something like that? Well, yeah, you could do both. Uh, you can block them from the current stream, and then you can block them their account in general. So, that would have been the move, but yeah, it would have just—it's a little, stream. yeah, it's a little odd. So, hmm. but uh, yeah, good question. Um, thinking about the mystery bundles in general, I, yeah, listen, I sold probably a couple of weeks ago. Maybe now it's like a month ago. I did like a, I did like an entire short box. I mean, I just kind of skimmed through it. I was like, listen, we're starting off at fifty dollars. You're getting all Star Wars books. Uh, I showed a couple books that were worth the minimum. I think I started at like 50 that were well worth a little over 50. And then the rest were like just tons of stuff, whether it's variants or fill-ins, but I'm just like, listen here, you can get a short box. They're cheap. Mm -hmm. Shipped it to the person. They enjoyed it. You know, it was just good because the person even messaged me. He even said, you know, thanks. He's like, I just found you out a couple of months ago. I love buying from you. Um, you know, this has really got me into the hobby. So this is like good filler stuff for me to like put stuff together. And that's, you know, that's kind of what it was. It wasn't like over the top stuff where I'm like, all right, well, this is a thousand dollars worth of stuff and I'm starting it at 50. Right. Then I'd be going through it a little bit better. Like, all right, well, here's this book. Here's this book, like retail or FMV, whatever you want to call it. So, good question. Um, and then one little question from BC and then we'll get on to another um, IG community member. He says, Black Crown says also any update if newbie comics is still a YouTuber. And that is a great question because yeah. recently newbie comics has kind of gone a wall on his live shows. He's no longer doing them for some reason. And lots um, of shorts and lots of, uh, some like Simpsons video he put out big on Simpsons, big on like, uh, action figures. Right. I feel like he's sending pictures of action figures. I don't know what this guy's into anymore. Yeah. All of a sudden he's asking about grading action figures that he buys at the Dollarama. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> that's where we're going. Yeah. Well, Hey, collect what you love, right? Collect what you yeah, love. Yeah, fine. Grade what you want. I mean, I know uh, Tim and our, our, our one of our group chats sent uh, a photo that they're grading CDs. CDs, yeah, and uh, and cassettes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was only a matter of time, but some company was going to pick that up and do it. It's yeah. Interesting idea, but again, I don't know. Who still Listen. has the? I mean, I, like at some point when you were a kid, right? You got the binder, like yes. the big binder, and you put all your, and then you threw away the the discs, like the 100%. cases. Yeah, I still maybe you kept binder. like the insert for like the lyrics yeah, of you the know. Front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, CDs are gone. Like again, this this goes back to the conversation that we had about like video games. Is like you don't video games were meant to be open and played. They weren't meant to be sealed, kept sealed. So same thing like cassettes, CDs. I mean, you could probably find them at like pawn shops and uh, thrift stores without a doubt like the right. most random things so I, I don't know it's it's going to be whatever band or group or singer you like realistically yep for sure but um hey. speaking of newbie comics let's uh get on to his questions uh newbie has two questions he goes do you guys think comic tom is from a colony of lizard people 
Oh, wow. Uh, Zach? I don't know. I mean, lizard people that are trying to get into the, the YouTube and the whatnot, like that's a real weird niche, like invasion for the lizard people. Um, mm. He has lizard people qualities, I would say, definitely. But I don't know, man. I'm just not buying that the lizard people are like infiltrate YouTube and never go higher than 35,000 subs. Never. <laughs> and then go to whatnot. Mm. No, I don't know. You? What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I don't really want to back up that much too much. I, it's just yeah. I can't. I just can't. It's a funny question. <laughs> Thanks, newbie. Um, yeah, we see we we answer anything. Um and then his other question, and this is kind of of course um part everybody's always thinking about it right now. Where do you guys see the state of speculation comics right now? You know, dead or alive. Listen, uh spec on what you want to spec on and you know don't buy books that are super high value like obviously we've seen you know uf4 come back down that variant just drops for like 12 or thirteen thousand and a nine eight like listen if you're yeah. buying books on the super high because you're like oh it's gonna go up even more you can't be looking at that you need to be looking left while everyone is looking right that's my opinion yeah, and I think you have to also take into account, like, we're still so close to the pandemic prices. So that's throwing everyone off. So everyone's still like, well, and so this whole idea of is the spec game dying because everyone's saying, hey, these prices aren't the same. You really, if you want to look at a spec game and, and make a comparison, in my opinion, you need to go back prior to COVID. Look at how was the spec game prior to COVID? Is it matching what current, what it is now? And that's a better mm. gauge because the COVID prices were out of this world. I mean, everything was wild. Everything was like crazy crazy and we're seeing it kind of level out and go back to normal but the spec game will always be there because the spec game feeds off fomo that's all it is it's mm -hmm. fomo 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 um i mean i would say a small percentage of the spec game are individuals who are actual collectors and are like hey that's my character i want to have yeah. a first appearance of all these main characters mm -hmm. but even that is like like i said is very small percentage because Let's just throw one out. Let's say your favorite character is Frankie Ray, right? Which is like the new hot spec, right? The Nova Silver Surfer, female Silver Surfer thing. Even, you know, oh, Silver Surfer. My opinion is you would have already had that. Like, why wouldn't you have hunted for that book when it was less than a dollar at some point mm -hmm. if that was your character? Um, so, yeah. So, now it's it's a FOMO thing right now. And you better be, like Justin said, you better be looking left while they're looking right. I also say... You better have bought that book months before it popped because you've got a miniature window to to hit it because you want to hit the FOMO. That's the key to spec is dropping your stuff on FOMO, in my opinion. Yeah, you just can't be. I think the best thing to do is just be buying books that people aren't thinking about, mm -hmm. right? Like number ones, first appearances of characters that are like dirt that you can find like dirt cheap that, listen, if you have the space just to put somewhere and stack yeah. away for a while, like sure. Hey, I got like, 10 copies of Green Lantern 20 from the Jeff Johns run. Like I'm holding those that Jessica Cruz book will come at some point mm -hmm. or especially in this climate that we're in like this, you know, with all the different characters that they introduce or they want to bring out like the other, the, the, who's that uh, Green Lantern that they addressed um, in far sector. Remember that chick? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The little so, girl. Sojin, Sojin, some uh, yeah. black silver surfer chick. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I'm holding a ton of those just for some rainy day. Like, God forbid she makes an appearance for something, right? Yeah. Okay. So All you guys who are holding Uncanny X-Men Volume 3 number ones for the first appearance of Gold Balls, yeah, keep holding them, dude, because Gold Balls might show up one day. It'll be a different name, but... Egg. His new name's Egg. His new name in X-Men is Egg, but I don't care, dude. You'll always be Gold Balls to me. You'll always (laughs) be Gold Balls. Speaking of speaking of X Men, I know we didn't, we didn't really touch on this topic because I didn't really think I didn't read it last week. I don't really read X Men, but you, know, you you talked about the X Men Origins last week. The, yeah. Um, the mystique. mystique. Yeah, yeah. What's you know what you know obviously because now a lot has come out. You know what's your thoughts on it? Like, do you think that what they originally did and had Kurt's parents that was already told like an origin, and then they're like, oh well, no, this is the definitive origin because this is what was. Right. supposed to be in place in like the 80s or whatever with mystique and her girlfriend so look so the original story original story was you know obviously mystique was the mother she ran from some like nobleman left him like dropped him over a waterfall right that kind of mm-hmm. that was like the original original story um we've seen it in cartoon format saw it in cartoon (laughs) format right and then later we got the um i think it was chuck austin wrote the the azazel storyline that this devil Azazel uh, is actually Nightcrawler's father who slept with Miss Mystique during that time frame, same time frame. And then she was chased out of town because by pitchforks, because the guy was a devil, right? So that was like the new story. And then now we have this story. But now you're seeing articles come out. I don't know, man. Like, I don't, just don't, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist now. I just don't trust stuff anymore, really. And so now you're, they're saying to like, and I'm not, don't take this as like a judgment on this, this current story by any means. I'm just saying my thoughts on this whole idea of like them saying, well, that was Chris Claremont's original mm. idea. Is that what he wanted to do? Now, someone out there might be able to correct me on this. I don't know if that ever actually was his idea prior to now. You know what I mean? Like 20, 30 years ago when that story came out, did he say that's what he wanted to do? Or are we just hearing that's what he wanted to do a week before this book came out? So I don't really trust stuff like that. Like, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, now you're saying that's what was your plan all along. They didn't let you. So, you know, and there's a lot of complaints as well about it, it's very SJW wokeism, right? With this mm-hmm. this story, it's kind of like um, I don't know. I guess maybe you call it, you know, LGBTQ. There's obviously some. Uh, there's obviously a lesbian relationship with um, Mystique and Destiny. She's switching her gender, so is that mm-hmm. a little bit like? trans i mean what are we going there who knows honestly my opinion i thought it was a cool story it matches what's going on currently in x-men mystique's motivations have like really they've retconned her character a lot i say it's a light retcon they've really changed her character and her focus to be solely on destiny her and her relationship with destiny Mm -hmm. and i thought that's been pretty interesting as a character development we haven't got anything really new with mystique in a long time Destiny's been dead for a really long time prior to like the fall of X stuff uh, or I mean um, house of X stuff. So it's cool story and I like how they go back and I don't see it as like a trans story to me. I mean, Mm. you get like a, who was it who's talking about it? Was it is forge or a narrator? I can't remember in the comic off the top of my head, but someone's talking about how mystique is almost could be considered an Omega level mutant because they don't really have the full, they don't know what she's capable of doing, what she's not capable of doing. They've seen her like pull weapons out of her body. She's it's not just shape-shifting. Like that's just the most basic aspect of her power. She actually can like 
change her genome, which does make sense in previous stories where she turns into, you know, uh, Senator Kelly. And it's not mm -hmm. just his appearance, it's his voice, it's his mannerism, stuff like that. So is it a far stretch to say that she can change, you know, her chromosomes? I don't know. Probably not. They're mutants, bro. It's comics. You know, who says mm. she can't? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty cool. Like, I'm happy with it. I don't really care. Azazel kind of sucked anyway, dude. They haven't done shit with him. So um, I'm okay with it. I know people are on the fence and it's just kind of where we're at these days with like society. What's your thoughts? I mean, I know you, like you said, you're not an X-Men guy, but you've kind of. I just heard about it, you know, like after the fact, after we um, recorded last week and you kind of just talked about just the issue in, in general, yeah. you know, and I see a lot of people coming out and, you know, like some people are exactly like you said, the, the whole idea that is this really Claremont's original idea or, you know, cause, and here's the, idea, here's it is, you know, from the time that they introduced, you know, like they kind of gave you that background that, all right, yeah, uh, Mystique was his mom. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like years later, you have the Azazel thing. Like you're going to tell me in all this time, like nobody ever asked Claremont, like, Oh, who's his father? Like is Azazel his real father? And you know him for him to never say anything or like, Oh yeah, I created a story. I just never, it or like this was right. my original idea you know and then all of a sudden it's like now in 2023 right. we're getting this story and people are like yeah it's what i really wanted to do did you yeah it, it, it's kind of suspect right but um it's also like their other big thing people are saying and like the defense so you got like the you got your right and your left right that's how everything is you got their far right and your far left far left and like barely anyone's in the middle anymore no one's mm -hmm. rational except you and me that's it we're the only rational human beings and uh the far right's over here like, oh, wokeism, blah, blah, blah. And the far left is being kind of like saying moderately like real comments, but in like a dumb way, like in my opinion. Look, the X-Men have always been a little counterculture. You know, they, they've always kind of been this um, social justice character in Marvel, really. Like the whole brand, it's always been hunted oh, and feared, right? Yep. Like the obviously everyone talks about the uh, Xavier Magneto, the Malcolm X and like correlation there martin luther king correlations um it's always been like that and x-men we've always said i've always said it and a bunch of people have always said it i'm not like unique in saying this they do women better than anyone in marvel comics probably in comics in general the best female characters in comics mm -hmm. arguably outside of like you know Catwoman and like people like that are x-men women so is it a surprise for me to see them take tackle a story like this? No, I actually enjoy this story. This is makes sense. And it's a cool way to, if you want to make it, let's say if their goal is to go, you know, social issues way better than like stupid bullshit. Like, Hey, all of a sudden Betsy Braddock and Rachel Summers are lesbians. Like that shit doesn't make any sense dude. Like it's so dumb. Like, yeah, it's such a bullshit. <laughs> like that writer is just like, Oh, I got to put a lesbian in here. Cause I might be a lesbian. Like, I don't know. It's like the you have history of these characters and all this, even Iceman being a homosexual ruffled my feathers when it yeah, happened. that really I remember reading that, like the whole all new X-Men, like the Bendis stuff. And yeah, that was when I really that was when I got back into comic. Well, like I was, you know, back into comics with like the DC New 52 and um reading, you know, just prior to Avengers versus X-Men, um, like that storyline. And then when that spun out like to the uncanny Avengers and with like Magneto and his team, and then the all new X Men with the dis the dis time, time placement X Men, yeah. yeah, the time displacement X Men, and I'm like, these were good. Like this was such a good run, and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, he's gay, and I'm like, 
Yeah. Was he this whole time? Like, come and, on. And it's not like it's not like I have an issue with a gay character. Like North Star's always been gay, right? Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. great character. But you've just ta- you've taken like the original X-Men, one of the original X-Men, and now you're going back and people are like, well, yeah, man, that's why he's he had failed relationships throughout all this. Dude, he's had failed relationships. He's a fucking superhero, bro. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. <laughs> Peter Parker isn't a homosexual because he can't make it work with Mary Jane, you know, and Black Cat. Like, doesn't make him a homosexual. Um, I just don't like stuff like that. Like the retcons, make a new character, make yeah. a new gay character. I don't care. Make them cool. Um, I just, yeah. So, but I mean, going back to the original, I, I, I enjoyed the story. I thought it was a cool issue. I liked the way it was written. Um, it was a focus on two characters. It was very, very like um, origin story that we hadn't gotten in a while, like a good origin story on two like pivotal characters, three counting destiny. So um, cool. I liked it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I know. I saw the, uh, the, that, that, uh, that variant, that, one in 50 version that came out, which was yeah, wild. I saw that on Lords last night in the EM Gist one. Yeah, yeah. And he's just damn. he's been crushing it on those versions, you know. The, that uh, has like the, a very like 70s vibe to it, like the like the colors of it, and like mm-hmm. right? yep. that's kind of the vibe I got when I when I saw it for the first time. It was, it's a really cool cover. Yeah, yeah. Good runner up on cover price. Yeah. All right. So appreciate the questions, everybody. Um, Zach. Yeah, so we're going to get into some articles. Oh, no, no, sorry. We're going to get into our news. We'll start with our news, and we'll come back to the articles, and if we have time, we're going to do some trailer talk. So, um, Justin, lead us off with the news. The news. Oh, you're going to let me take it? Yeah, because you have more of the details, so it's, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll be a hype man behind the scenes and kind of like... Your money guy? Is that what it is? Just a money guy, man. All right. So, huge news. Huge, huge. huge. Is the Comic Con podcast. So we are still going in 2024. Uh, still existing. Not, still existing. Was it going to be canceled for our homosexual comments? As yeah, I know. Time. Same bad time, same bad channels. Uh, but we are officially, uh, we talk, we've talked about it a little bit previously. We are officially at King Kong on April 6th, 2024 in uh, North New Jersey. But not only will we be set up there, but we will be bringing our friend the Ken Marion on as a, um, as the artist for the show. So yes. not only will we be there myself, Zach, you know, selling, promoting the podcast, but we'll have an artist there who will actually be able to do, you know, some sketching, some remarks. If you have some books from Ken, you want to get them signed or, you know, you want to do pre-commissions and pick them up. That's our yeah. first, you know, big thing for 2024. And, and obviously we are, we're rebranding the, the logo as well. That's another thing I can kind of tell you right now. I have someone touching it, you know, doing some little tweaks to it. So you will no longer see the old school logo after three years. Three yeah. Years. So the King Kong thing <clears throat> we talked about obviously before, but like the addition of, of having Ken is going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Obviously you guys who have listened to the channel. We've had Ken on a lot. He's a good friend of ours, good friend of the channel. And it's going to be a lot of fun, man. And Ken's got some stuff coming up next year that's going to be awesome. And we're not going to speak about that now because we're not quite at that point. But just be on the radar that Ken's got some great stuff coming up. And hopefully, we'll be able to push that a little bit at this, at KingCon. By that time, we should be in the clear, Mm -hmm. I think, to kind of like push some of his stuff. So um, a lot of fun, man. It's going to be very laid back, chill. I think Justin and I will probably be selling some books just getting rid of some inventory have kin there 
we might maybe maybe we'll have the preliminary tryouts for squid game comic book influence we should do comic <laughs> book influencer squid game well yeah that's what i originally was thinking oh that okay was, so that's not, how i was thinking not, not just like normie normies oh no 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 it'd have to be people that like the the community knows like yeah I, can we know, be people, can we be the judges so we're not part of it we don't partake but we're just dudes with paintball guns <laughs> they oh get yeah out, we just blast people yeah we would definitely have to set this up for like yeah. months in advance to do this right. we'd have to Make have think of different location. games and at con yeah. every con you have to show up and so like you know 10 people now we're down to eight for this next con <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're really would gonna be, develop this idea would be a great i mean listen if someone steals our idea we were the first ones just yeah you heard it here first in the comic-con podcast yeah. um but the bigger news the the really the bigger news is we actually you know king kong is a one-day show i i've been to it several years now you know I, I set up this past year with my buddy you know he was mostly selling i was selling some stuff and also for the podcast but in 2024 we will be set up at terrific con yeah. in artist alley same deal the comic-con podcast with v ken marion two tables selling and also promoting the podcast along with our buddy ken yeah. so that's gonna be this great. is this is kind of like a huge thing for us you know we've been zach and i have, you know blood sweat and tears over the past couple of years on this you know we have a lot of fun with the community we're like you know what we figuring out like what's a good show to do what's a reasonably priced show to do what's the best way to do it and then we're like you know what we could do a table right mm -hmm. that's simple but you know what we want to bring someone on board who we like who you know has been here on the podcast a while and you know what again it, it's something a little bit more extra for everybody yeah um so again we are super happy you know we've had conversations with ken over the past couple of weeks and and i kind of gave him the preliminaries at new york comic-con and i hoped and prayed when tables went on sale last week for terrific con that i was able to get one i went back and forth with promoter metallic who will definitely be on here in 2024 but we will be set up um all three days at Terrificon in august of next year at mohegan sun so um super excited about that yeah um the biggest thing and you know it's we would absolutely love to do a variant exclusive for the comic-con podcast like an, another you know something and of course we would do it with ken we just have to figure out like what book is going to be coming out around that time that uh we could probably you know try to nail down so hopefully by that point we'll have an exclusive terrific con variant from you know I don't know what publisher, but we'll try to do it. <clears throat> yeah, really excited about this. I mean, obviously, if you listen to the channel, we've talked ad nauseum about how cool Terrificon is. And once again, this is like, you know, we're not setting up a, a booth to make money. We're not setting up a booth to do anything other than have fun and like promote the podcast. So and to have our friend at both KingCon and Terrificon present to just to do that is awesome. I mean, I'm really looking forward to this, especially with Terrificon being the way Terrificon is. Um, so yeah, I mean, everyone who's going to be going to Terrificon, make sure you stop by our table. We'll be doing some fun stuff. I'm going to come up with some really good ideas. I got, I got some preliminary fun ideas, like a spin wheel for some free shit. Probably giving out slabs and stuff, dude. Like I have so much stuff I just need to get rid of, and I don't even mm. care. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to be doing a, a lot of stuff. Uh, of course, merchandise will be there yeah. for free for sale, books. Um, we definitely will be trying to do some interviews um, right right at the table as yeah. well so you know be sure to you know continue to follow us and you um, talked uh didn't you kind of talk to mitch as well about torin 
possibly, which would be a lot. Yeah, of I did. I did mention I did shoot him the message on Facebook on the, the terrific on Facebook page. I said, you know, you need to listen to this episode and get her uh, t- over to uh, to Connecticut next year. So we'll see. We'll That'd see what happens, awesome. obviously. Yeah. Super early on, you know, and we don't know where placement is. So, you know, obviously somewhere back in the artist alley, we won't have like a booth like our buddy, like Barry Gary or um like erod or any of those guys like we're literally going to be in the artist alley Mm -hmm. so it's gonna be a lot of fun super excited about this big news for us just because we love it so much and we're excited but uh so yeah if you're on the fence about terrificon this is the year to go this is the year so cool well let's get into some articles um first one we'll talk some comics here kind of cool article found over at bleedingcool.com so Mark Miller pulls Netflix Miller World comics from Image to Dark Horse. So Mark Miller is pulling his entire Image Comics Miller World Netflix line from Image to Dark Horse Comics for 2025. Um, he owns Netflix owns Miller World. Dark Horse is to publish existing and five new titles in 2024. Miller teases future projects and media expansions as, as pandemic and strikes end. Anticipate Dark Horse library editions of Miller's top series plus potential crossovers. So the folks at Bleeding Cool said they've been hearing some rather grouchy noises from folks at Image Comics about Mark Miller of late, possibly regarding some of the notes he'd made about how people who had gone off to do creator-owned comics should return to Marvel and DC for a run or two to help save the comics industry. So that's something we actually talked about, like one of the articles we had in previous weeks, how Mark was saying, hey, go back to Marvel and DC. Marvel and DC should pay higher prices for page count. Um, and I think we even talked about how yeah, that seems like really beneficial to you mark but um it seems like maybe he's ruffled some feathers at image um i don't know man what do you think yeah maybe they're not paying him they're not paying him the credit that he deserves or they don't like the the movement of what's going on with the netflix stuff because it has it has been few and far between right right we've stopped you had jupiter's legacy you had jupiter's legacy and then you had super crooks um yeah and that's you know that's pretty much it and you know we haven't really gotten too much with like nemesis um magic orders kind of still like a little bit in there who knows yeah magic orders still been going been ongoing um looks like one of the the new titles coming out is nemesis rogues gallery will be one of the first titles over a dark horse with him um i mean you know it's it's interesting it's interesting stuff because it's creator owned right at image so that's like their big selling point and mark miller's been a big name for image for a while now so to him to pull his stuff and be like no taking it all the dark horse and now they don't make any now image doesn't make any money off of his his properties anymore i'm like could be very interesting to see how this goes about or what goes down with this so yeah and it's pretty cool i've seen this happen like with um, like IDW has done these, so they're doing these the, the library editions. Oh yeah, they're cool um, for for like titles. I've seen it on on the IDW side. So you know, coming next year, you'll have Magic Order Volume One and Two, and the Nemesis Reloaded, you know, Wanted, Big Game, Ambassadors, and then um, of course the, the the full Magic Order. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be really awesome to see these next year when they all come out, like with the, the Dark Horse logo, because you've read them before, but you know, obviously yeah. under the image the image imprint so it's kind of funny to me that they're doing like some of the, like don't get me wrong i'm a big magic order fan and nemesis and stuff but like why wouldn't you do library edition of like kick ass and hit girl like that would probably be his like biggest property i would say wouldn't you i mean like kind of like success wise you had two feature films 
that did really well with them, like lots of titles. I don't know. I, I thought maybe I, that'd be the ones I'd go with probably, but mm. I don't see those yet. Maybe they're come, waiting on those. Hmm. But anyway, interesting stuff over there from Bleeding Cool. And another article, Justin, you want to take this one? Yeah, so same thing over at Bleeding Cool. Uh, a mysterious retailer talked about DC Comics discounts and carrying on. So uh, Bleeding Cool has been covering this uh, mysterious retailer, online comic shop owner of 22 years, wanted to divulge into the issue of discounts that Philip Boyle brought up. Uh, so this brought up an issue of going on with, you know, basic honest opinions and the fear of retribution over you know, discounts in the days and quoted, it's important to know that comic books are not dying. That narrative is completely false. Are the majority of comic or of direct market stores facing challenges or worse? Yes, absolutely. I think it will shock you to know that for a while, this is the case and many stores are experiencing dropping sales. Overall orders for periodicals are stable and this isn't the worst time in history. Prices, discounts, and distributions are the biggest challenges facing the direct market today. Um, so it's been said that comic books are on the medium I've been predicting that it's death since you know, the 1990s, realistically. Right. Yeah. Um, but a shirt was made <laughs> that says uh, comics dying since 1935. <laughs> um, you know, and this is a long quote, but I, th I think it's perfect. So the, the mystery retailer continues and it quotes, let's start with pricing. I'm sure your first reaction and the common argument is that periodicals are too expensive. I don't think anyone can argue with that. However, a, a mentor of mine, who has owned a comic book store since 1950s once told me every time Marvel and DC raises their cover prices, sales increase. I don't know if this is psychologically, <clears throat> psychologically reaction, but historically, according to him, this would happen slowly for at least 15 years. There's been a business strategy in direct market to offer significant discounts off the cover price and periodicals and collected editions. Most of the time by using a pre-order system through mm -hmm. online ordering, which well, a lot of people do. Um, while brick and mortar stores have been fearful that online selling would destroy physical stores, it didn't happen right away. It's happened slowly and it's not simply a case of availability. It's a hundred percent of because of discount comic book sellers. Yep. Yes. Um, he goes on to say, and a quote, we can even determine who in fact is directly benefiting from this process. It would be the two largest direct market retailers by a large margin in the U S that's Discount Comic Book Service, DCBS in StockTrades.com, DCBS.com Services, and Midtown Comics. Uh, DCBS had a brick and mortar store presence, which was closed in 2017, and Midtown has three stores in New York. These two companies alone command and dominate the direct market. These sustain the direct market by themselves, and that's why overall orders aren't down, but redistributed to these two multi-million dollar retailers who use their tactics of deep discounting periodicals and collected editions not only to increase sales, but also attract brick uh, brick and mortar direct stores, customers who feel cover prices are too high. DCBS offers 40% off DC Comics and 36% off Marvel periodicals and collected editions. The publishers know this practice is taking place, but like in all businesses, your top customers will always get some some kind of favoritism publishers directly benefit from these two entities dominating orders retailers are not obvious to yeah oh boy so it's very like you know what they are is dcbs and midtown are very much it, the best way to describe this is it's it's like amazon right amazon's mm -hmm. created and they're more convenient they have cheaper prices the shipping is good and they start closing mom and pops, right? Now everyone goes, hey, I want a video game. I'm going to go to Amazon rather than Best Buy, which isn't a mom and pop by any means, but like brick and mortars. And 
these two companies who were already dominating the market are now, you know, carving it out even more by offering discounts. So if you're not a person who like Justin and I need our books like weekly and want to read them and you can wait for the two weeks or wait a little bit of time, those are the places to go because you do get a big discount on your books. I mean, books are, let's see, a first, a number one for Marvel, hands down, any number one is now $4.99, period. It doesn't matter if it's a five issue arc, first issue is $4.99 and the subsequent issues are all $3.99. That's as cheap as you're going to get. You go to Midtown and you're looking at like, I think on a $3.99 book, you're going to for like $2.65. So is it a big difference? No, but like in the long run, when you have a big pull list, right? Like that shit yeah. adds up a little bit. So um, it makes sense, man. It's it's definitely those two companies are hurting and, you know, driving down the brick and mortar LCSs for sure. And this guy even goes on, I think, in the article to talk about how he tried to do the same thing, lower his prices to match or to get close, but couldn't really turn much of a profit. And he would see he'd lose customers because he couldn't match the prices of the online vendors. So, um, oh, yeah, it's it's crazy to see like and I've seen working at a comic book shop for a while, not no longer, but like years ago, like I would see the invoice from diamond and i would see you know what the cost of like the comp like how much they pay for a comic and then how much you know the, like the markup is right it's like they probably pay about two dollars or 225 for like a four dollar book and then mm-hmm. you know a little bit more for like a five dollar book so like for someone to give you know 40 or even 50 percent off a book that if they're already like a store if they pay two dollars for the book it sells for four and you to pre-order and be like oh i'm gonna give you 40 percent off this book gonna make nothing at the end of the day like to keep the lights on taxes like like computer all those like stupid credit card fees like all that stuff like you're not really making a profit like you'd have to sell an abundance and unfortunately like most normal brick and mortar stores don't right like yes like midtown has a huge pre-order i mean there's times where i pre-order from midtown not because of like the discount just because of sometimes if it's like a variant that i was looking for a book that i know like my store is not gonna get I'll just order it from them. Yeah. And I'll get it in like a week. Typically. Right. And I never really have an, I don't really ever have an issue. DCBS, I guess you're going to do the same thing. Like they have everything. It's like Zach said, it's almost like Amazon. Like they have tons of trades. Like, and you go to a shop trade is like 1999. You go on Amazon or like these websites, it's like 12 bucks. And sometimes $8 is a big thing, you know, like, yeah. or, you know, omnibus is 40% off. Can you imagine buying an omnibus for like 40% off? Like, or it releases well yeah in stock trades does that you know yeah. and like an omnibus typically is like a hundred dollars 115 and you get it from in stock for like 65 bucks that's a big difference man like um so yeah and and honestly the, i think those big these big high price books it matters on like like okay so you have your pull list right you have your guys who are always going to pull your x-men your avengers or whatever their title is their batman um but then a new title comes out, right? And there's something like, oh, hey, man, I might get that. I'd like to, oh, that looks kind of interesting. But then you look at the price tag and it's $8.99 or it's even $4.99. Like, nah, I already got a big order this week with the stuff that I usually read. Uh, I'm going to turn away from that. So, yeah, the prices do matter. I mean, stuff adds up, you know, and it's not like the economy is booming, right? So, um, but if you were getting know. a discount and let's just say, let's just call it like 10 books. You know, after like if 10 books after a discount was like, I don't know, let's call it eight bucks. Hey, you just saved eight bucks. Now that five dollar book that you thought about buying is basically free. So now like you pick that book up. So, you know, in reality, you don't have that. You don't have that price where, you know, let's just call it five, 
uh, 10 books at five bucks, that's 50 bucks. And that other book, you're just like, ah, I just can't, I really can't do another $5. And you know, it's like, you're like, dude, you really can't do another $5. Some people just can't. But if yeah. you're getting a discount and now you're dropping that down to like $40, you're like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll pick up that other book for five bucks. And because then even that book would be discounted. All right. Yeah. We'll see, man. Everything comes in waves, right? We'll see what will happen. It'd be really sad to see, obviously, LCSs go the wayside because what's more fun than going to an LCS? And and then yeah. where are you going to go diving? And where are you going to go hunting? So, I mean, they'll still be around. Um, there's shops out there like Jeff's shop that survives without doing new books. So, yeah. Um, people want old books. Yeah, I, I want old books. That's typically why I go to shops. Like, if I go hunting on the weekends or, you know, Friday after work, I'm not going to buy new books. I'm going... I completely blow through. I blow past the new section. I go right to the back issues. Yeah. So cool. So those are our articles this week. We're uh, we doing on time. We're doing pretty good. Do we want to get into some of the uh, the trailers before we round out the episode? Uh, yeah, we can talk about comics too. You know, didn't talk about what we're reading. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I figured we'd do that at the end, but let's do it. You want to talk? Let's talk that. Let's talk comics better than trailers. What do you got? What'd you read this week? Uh, so a couple things, and I'm sure you you definitely read some of them, so I can't wait to hear. I'm not going to pick one title, but okay, you pick it. Um, I, don't have a, I don't have much, so let, yeah, I'm good with let's just discuss oh, okay. titles. Yeah, all right. Um, so holdover from last week that I didn't really get a chance to talk about that I thought was an interesting issue: the mini series with Predator Wolverine number three. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. <laughs> did you read it? You read last yeah. week? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole uh Predator going into like the Weapon X facility mm-hmm. and like destroying uh wolverine and he just has like his skull face and he brings him back onto his ship and then he does this like berserker rage yeah um it's just it's crazy it, it's just like a violent book and it's the way that you wanted the book like I, yeah. again i'm a big fun. yeah i'm a huge predator fan so i absolutely love this series and it is the way you want it to be and obviously it's not really canon but it's actually a very good idea that like the government finds one of the predator masks and that's mm-hmm. how they created the weapon X mask yeah like and i thought that was a really cool like little nod you're like oh my god i never thought about that could be a way to like yep. introduce like because you think about it like to why be honest, who says it's not canon yeah i i get you yeah because i mean you know the, the predator and alien now. series are yeah. part of you know 20 the whole 20th century fox was bought mm-hmm. so like i mean it's it's really like never come up like why does he have this whole face mask obviously for the government to see what he's doing but like, where did the concept come up with? Right. Oh, well, maybe the Predator mask that has the same technology, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, applications is the same thing. So I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. So, yeah, uh, cool holdover I'm, from last week. Benjamin Percy rocks right now. I'm, I'm loving everything he does. It's a really cool run, really fun run. Yeah. Uh, I definitely like that from last week that I missed. Uh, this week, you know, we'll, well, I'm going to keep it Christmas. So the, <laughs> the cool, so this is going to be a four issue miniseries. I think it's weekly. I'm pretty sure it's weekly because it's it's in December. It's a uh, Batman Santa Claus Silent Night mm-hmm. uh, number one. So you have uh, Batman and Batman and Robin. Uh, basically, <clears throat> they're, they're they arrive on scene to some some murder, and they people all think it's Kurt Langstrom because it looks like you see them and you think it's bats. Um, a magic user appears, and I didn't think about it, and it's a and I was like, oh, I'm so happy she's in there. Uh, <laughs> Lo and behold, of course, because it's called Batman Santa Claus Silent Night, Santa comes and you find out that he's kind of like a demon hunter and you find out that it's more based on the Santa Claus of North North mythology with 
like Krumpus and there's this whole thing where both Krumpus and Santa or Claus or however, you know, St. Nick, whatever you want to call them. Um, they're friends where, yeah, even though like Krumpus scares the kids, like it, it's not where he's like a complete devil or demon type of thing. I mean, he does look like one, but you know, lo and behold, you find out like the different stories of, of Santa and this whole thing where he actually once a year would go out and hunt, you know, demons, which is pretty cool. And then by the end of the issue, you kind of find out who who they think the the villain is, who's brought these like they're called Krogs or something, Krolovs. Um, Cool issue. Again, I think it's going to be a weekly because it's four issues and it would round out for December. So, um, did you read Century? No, I didn't. Oh, did okay. you? Okay, I'm interested. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it, but like, man. All right. I, I just tell me, was it bad? All right. And I get, and this, this goes back to really what we were talking about, the whole X-Men thing. So, yeah, you know, we, we talked about this, that there were going to be a new century number one, you know, and we talked, it's like, why can't they just create characters like a brand new character? Right. Let's, let's just do it. So it opens up with in New York, it's got Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and eventually you find out there's like this accident in New York, Misty Knight shows up and they're trying to find out something. And Misty Knight basically tells Jessica Jones that, they found residual energy of, of the century. Uh-huh. And one person in the apartment that got ex- destroyed is missing. And you find out that it's this girl. You find out already, that she, I can already guess diverse character, probably LGBTQ. You find out that she is, she has cerebral palsy. Okay. Um, so yes, she ends up getting powers. So again, if you remember the cover, it was like four of them. Right. It was like four or five. Yeah. So you have this girl, cerebral palsy. She ends up like getting the powers. Then skip to the next kind of in the same story of another character. There is this inhuman. Like he says he's an inhuman immigrant from India. Like, you know, of course, been made fun of blah, blah, blah. He ends up getting powers. Then they bring in the final character, but I, I don't think it's going to be, you know, the final character. They bring in this normal white guy who wants to take the abilities from these two other people, the two other characters to basically okay. become the century. And just like the way it comes across, is it just like, it really, and I, you know, and I, I hate that again, this is us because we're two white males. It's just the way it comes across and it's written, like he's just, he's really against like this guy and he's just like, He's like, oh, I just want to take, I want to take the abilities from you. He's like, you, you don't deserve it because of someone like you. And then the guys, the, the Indian guys, like, well, what do you mean, someone like me? It's just like, <laughs> yawn. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's like, it's so stupid, dude. It's Actually, like, you know what? The I, I do like stories where, like, I think it's a cool. I don't know if you call this a trope, but kind of a trope. I always do think it's cool when you have like a uh, like someone with a disability receive powers, right? Like. Uh, like Freddie from Shazam family or mm-hmm. um, who are some other like people who were in wheelchairs who ended up getting powers and stuff like that. That's always kind of cool to me because that is like, a, that's like something that's like, wow. Okay. Like that's a major life change. Right. So yeah. someone with like cerebral palsy getting that. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool. It idea. just, it's the thing is like, I like the idea. I just don't like, again, it's like the execution of it. Yeah. The, yeah. It's like the this, villainization of the white male. Right. Yeah. Like, and then oh. it being century, like I would have liked to see like a different take or a different character, you know, yeah. 
come across. Yeah, I, I can't think of another character who was like that too, who um, who had a disability. I mean, I know there's like the spider character who was also in the movie. Uh, what's her name? Spider Bite, right? No, not Spider Bite. Um, Sunspot, Sun Spider, or something like that. I think her name was. She was in one of the Spider Verses. There was Silhouette from the New Warriors as well. Yeah, that one. Yes, that um, as well. It, it just like come out with, and that's fine. Like come out with new characters. Like just don't use like old characters. And again. It's a, like a five-issue miniseries, right? Like it's not, I think so, yeah. yeah. It's just gonna be, and I'm sure by the end of it, it the original century is going to come back and take the powers away from everybody. Right. That's my guess. Or if they end up... I mean, it kind of looks like this the girl with cerebral palsy could end up being the century, but I don't know. Huh. We'll see what happens. But okay. pick of the week, um, Thunderbolts number one. Oh, I didn't read that either. Oh, okay. Thunderbolts number one sets up... Uh, literally, the front page is kind of like Bucky Winter Soldier yeah. wants to kill Red Skull. So... This is literally just putting the movie in place. Um, Bucky goes to look for um, Fontaine. Oh, Vanessa. Vanessa, yeah. Like, I'm not going to. Contessa or Contessa. Contessa de Fontaine, whatever the fuck her name is. Um, To, you know, to go hunt down the Red Skull. They end up in, in, you know, wherever he's at in his castle. Who shows up to help them? Sharon Carter. Um, They go in, they get into the castle. Who shows up after that you got red guardian like it just mm-hmm. it's giving you all the characters that are going to be in the upcoming yeah year, right? so it's setting you up for this that's cool i mean whatever it's, yeah I, you, let me tell you and see it's still like the mcu fucked red skull like yes, yeah. yeah like even in this first issue like I, I haven't read skull in a while but like when i was i remember when i was a kid like i read 90s like captain mm-hmm. america and 80s and like red skull was such a cool character and you know even in this first issue like he's just Obviously, they get to this castle. It's not him. It's somebody else. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, but just like the, when he says like that he's coming and like he's like the like he's the end, the quote unquote, the end, like he has like this this everlasting kind of like Thanos. And yeah. it is true. Like he's just like a normal guy. and He's done so much like, come on, like MCU, yeah. you really screwed up the Red Skull. I mean, I get it. It's the whole Nazi thing, but. Man. Like one more, what more perfect? Like if there's one agreed upon villain in like the world, it's Nazis, right? Like there's no, there's no normalizing Nazis. If we normalize that, then pff, hell, we're over. But um, yeah, dude, I don't know. That's it was cool. I, I, you know, I, yeah, it was, it was very, you know, I, I like the issue. I think action was great in it. The the art was great in it. It just, yeah, man, like. The, the last like page of just uh red skull and like he kind of looks like it if i vaguely remember because i don't have the issue in front of me he's like it's almost like he's in a bunker with like all this gold and like this just the computer and it, just the way he's talking and he's just like i've done so much stuff over all these years and like i have yeah. still so much to do so that's yeah cool. I, that's so that's my pick of the week was thunderbolts number one so um what about you i mean i had a couple like I, there it was a light week to be honest for me mm-hmm. um I really like the Batman 140 uh, issue. I'm hoping to see more next week. I don't know if this is the end of the little Mad Bomb. I think it's was it called Mad Bomb, the storyline yes. of the Joker. Yeah, it's like one or two more issues, I think. Yeah, so it's really cool. Definitely check that out. I don't want to give any spoilers with it. It was cool. Even the back uh, side story with Vandal Savage is cool. Um, it seems like he's linking up with a pretty notorious crew and the Gotham elite, um, which I think would be pretty sweet. A um, couple of the issues, oh, man. So, like a downside, I guess, to getting my books early. 
Uh, I didn't see it until, and it's not a big deal, but I didn't see it till today. But Charles Soul posted on his Instagram today, being Wednesday. Charles Soul posted on his Instagram: "Do not read Star Wars issue forty-one because yeah. there was like a mess up." And even when I was reading it, I was like, "What the hell, dude?" They printed it before. You're supposed to wait to read Dark Droids five before you read Star Wars forty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there was Marvel printed it too early in terms of chronological reading order. So if you're hearing this and you haven't read it, put it aside. Wait to get Dark Droids five, which I believe comes out next week or maybe actually. It's I feel like, like two it might or three be weeks. two weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah like, so put forty one aside. Yeah. Um, do that and then so that but it was a good it was a decent issue um uh the new x-men issue 29 was really cool they got introduced to some some new characters some mutants that apparently live in latveria and doom has been kind of like um teaching and and uh keeping as his own and like there's some good implications with those characters in the future with what might occur with them but all the X-Men stuff right now, I've really enjoyed. I'm, I'm liking the the fall of X stuff that's going down. And I think I mentioned it last week, but I'm still reading a bunch of these X-Men Unlimited little uh, Infinity digital comics. I'm reading a bunch of those, which there's a ton of them. And I'm like kind of burning through them. And they're awesome. So if you're an X-Men fan, try to find some place to read those. They're really cool. But uh, yeah, Light Week, man. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any independent books really that... I still haven't got my like, DCBS order. Mm-hmm. obviously for like some of this like did you read i think it was last week did you read the new the the last something is killing the children 35 uh 35 yeah i read i talked about it yeah i talked about 35 last week did you how it finally, yeah yeah that it finally things actually finally move forward mm. yeah i haven't read that I'm pretty it's sure i did I'm almost, uh, bit, right huh it's on a hiatus for a bit like, yeah i think this is know. like the story arc that's ending and because then they're going back to the books of slaughter yeah, Book of Slaughter come out next. And... There's a couple other things. Yeah, there's a couple of books that I didn't get a chance to read, like that book Nights that I spoke about mm-hmm. um, about a month or two ago. I know issue three just came out. I need to, to catch up on that. Um, Aaron Wood from Eden Tony Wood. Daniels. Yeah. Number, yeah, Eden Wood, number too. two. Yeah. Like that came out. I still, have to, I still have to read that. So yeah, there's there's a couple of uh, indie books that are on my radar still to, to read. Um. And I talked about this a while ago, but I've been keeping up with uh, the Radiant Black stuff, how they have like the issues 27 and 27.5 are coming out next week, but they've been doing two issues. At first, it seemed like it was going to be like a cover A, cover B type situation, but now they're they're numbering it like 26, 26.5. And it's still the story of, as it goes, like the two characters, the Catalyst War, Nathan and, um, oh man, mind blank. Anyway, Nathan and the other guy, Nathan and the other guy are the radiant blacks. And so each based on each issue, you read their story of the version and you kind of do need to read both of them. They are different. Um, I feel like different things occur in them mm. and like the story goes, it's almost like a, like a feels a little bit like the choose your own adventure books from when we were kids, like turn a page 36. If you're going to take a right at the door and you fall into a pit or some shit. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. But, um it's pretty cool i'm really enjoying it and it only goes to like issue 30 so it's not like a it's like a big deal but um check those out i think december 13th 27 27.5 come out also so so i think that's it everybody we're gonna um let's just name the trailers that came out since we're probably not going to talk about them it's a big trailers watch them uh, oh yeah tons of uh, yeah we, we, we posted it on uh on our instagram so you have like fallout, of fallout I, that's that was my huge for me that's like epic like i 
fucking cannot wait for for Fallout. Like that is just one of my favorite games, like series from like three New Vegas seventy six, whatever. Like I love the Fallout series, so Fallout Four, um, Halo season two. It was funny because we, you and I, were just talking. You're like, isn't there? Are they doing yeah, I hadn't heard anything Halo? about it. And then all of a sudden, literally like the next day, the trailer drops. Um, of course, in the sticking with TV, you have the boys. So the next season of Boys, which kind of picks up, and then there's a Boys spinoff, which um, briefly, you know, uh, Diego Luna and guy yeah, the Me- played... in Mexico Boys is in the Mex in Mexico is what it's going to be something yes. like that. Um, who's the guy who played in Werewolf by Night? Oh, uh, Gael Garcia, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, him and Diego Luna, Cassian Andor. Uh, they're going to be in, of course, House of Dragons season two, and then on the movie side, we have the Godzilla Kong, the New Empire coming out. So yeah, a lot of trailers dropped over the week, over the weekend. It was you know for Saturday, it's crazy. So um, you know, make sure you go check those out if you haven't seen it. I- I'm super excited to, uh, for Fallout. Like, cannot wait for Fallout because it literally was just like so much good stuff with the vault and dog meat and uh, the Brotherhood of Steel and the rad roaches and the werebears. There's just <laughs> so so many Easter eggs in that trailer. It was so great. Cool. Like, you actually want to go back and actually start like. All out four from the beginning yeah literally from the beginning so but i can't do that because i'm playing other games right now so. i know um but yeah that's it for uh for me you know uh just follow me on whatnot i got tons of stuff going for the rest of the year and then um yeah again the big news so happy about terrific and uh, yeah so big things next year keep an eye on the comic-con podcast we will like justin said same bat time same bat schedule um a couple more episodes before the end of the year before we round it out and we, we always go live our last our last uh episode of the year we'll do a live mm-hmm. youtube just kind of heads up so you guys are knowing and we we usually do like a kind of like a top 10 round out of like best titles best short series or whatever mm-hmm. so if you have any ideas or categories you want us to go over that'd be kind of cool like something new please shoot them our way yeah, there at the comic con podcast or our other instagram accounts um but yeah man a couple more episodes so, but three more, right? Three more. Mm-hmm. We're actually going to make all fifty-two right now. All Knock 52. on wood. Rocking this. Hell yeah! Thanks, everybody. Yep. Thanks, guys. We will see you next week. <laughs>